Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well... That's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. This is Terrio Media. Success in real estate has nothing to do with shiny objects. It has everything to do with mastering the basics. The three pillars of real estate investing. Attract, convert, exit. Matt Terrio has been helping real estate investors do just that for more than a decade now. If you want to make money in real estate, keep listening. If you want it faster, visit reiace.com. Here's Matt. Hey there, Epic Investor. It's Matt Terrio from Epic Real Estate, where we show people how to invest in real estate with an emphasis on retiring early. This is the Epic Real Estate Investing Show, and if it's your first time here, really glad that you found us. And uh, kick up your feet, sit back, make yourself at home. If you like what you hear, make sure you hit the subscribe button before you go. And if this is not your first time here, welcome back. And, and thank you for sharing this with your friends and family. I really appreciate that about you. And I've uh, got a great guest for us today, a uh, very active real estate investor. He's done over 600 deals in the last 10 years since he became a full-time real estate investor. And over the years, he's developed systems to automate many parts of his real estate investing. You know, systems and automation are near and dear to my heart, so I'm excited to talk to him. He works in Lake County, Indiana, and he manages his entire business from Carlsbad, California, where he lives. So using the systems that he has developed, he is able to manage three to four rehabs a month from a distance. So let's talk to him about it and see how he pulls off such a feat. Please help me welcome to the show, Mr. Sherrod Mehta. Sherrod, welcome to the Epic Real Estate Investing Show. Thank you, Matt. Hey, I just want to correct one thing. I actually now live in Toronto, Canada. I'm a Canadian resident, so I moved back. Sorry. So the profile that I sent you wasn't updated. My apologies for that. Okay, that's okay. Well, that makes it even, the story even more compelling. So right. you're doing it from another country virtually. Yeah. So yeah. this is awesome. Uh, I know I have many Canada listeners and I even have a couple Canada clients and I can help them with the principles and the concepts, but uh, with the actual real estate part and the, the nuances that each market has uh, yeah. unique to them, it's, it could be difficult for me to, to give them the kind of support I want to give them. So glad you're here. Thanks for being here. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. You bet. All right. So let's see. You've, you've done 600 deals in the last 10 years before. Since you became a full-time real estate investor, what were you doing just before that and how did you get into real estate? I was an accountant and I was working for one of the large accounting firms, so the CPA. I got into real estate because I wanted to basically retire early. Um, you know, wanted to have passive income. So I started my investing career by buying a bunch of rental properties, which I still have. I have about 75 units paid for free and clear. 
So I kind of started buying rental properties. Then I moved into investing and wholesaling. And then I have a software company now. Got it. Got it. I've got a student, very similar story. Did this for 10 years and built up 80 units. And then he went and started a software company. So uh, I I attract you people. (laughs) This is good. Um, All right. So the question I had there was, oh, being a CPA with so many different options there to, to retire early, what? did you know or learn about real estate that made you choose it? You know, you know, I have to say the biggest thing was having control of the asset versus investing in, let's say, stock, bonds, or, you know, mutual funds, right? I didn't really control the asset. And I also like the fact about real estate that it's a tangible asset. You know, I, I control it, I can see it, I can touch it, you know. So I like that about real estate and, and passive income, of course. Mm-hmm. Right. Got it. No, that's... Uh... That's the, that's a, probably the best answer you could give him because uh, I think it's all about controlling the asset is what makes uh, real estate so great. Right. And uh, predictable and manageable. And, uh, you know, you can actually influence it and, yeah. and uh, steer the ship as far as uh, so you can direct your outcome. The, uh, what, so you're running a software company from Canada. And I want to talk to you about that because it's all about automating a real estate investing business, wholesaling specifically. What do your real estate efforts, though, look like today? Uh, so I have, uh, so I live in Canada. I have a team of acquisition, uh, you know, a VA and then a project manager. So we do a lot of fix and flip. We sell a lot more properties to turnkey investors, mm-hmm. uh, property management companies. So my involvement is more on basically making sure we have a good vision for the company and putting the right people in the right place so they can, a right seat so they can succeed. So only one person from our team is actually based in Indiana, which is my acquisition person. Everybody else, even our project manager, lives in California. Mm-hmm. So she manages all the projects from California that are actually happening in Indiana. That's uh, remarkable. What, uh, how has business changed for you in the last, I don't know, eight weeks or so? Uh, actually, I mean, our market has been strong. I mean, it hasn't really slowed down. I mean, one thing that has changed for us is we're focusing more on, let's say, under $200,000 properties. You know, mm-hmm. even if for some reason they don't sell, we can always keep them as a rental property. We, I also own a, a property management company. Mm-hmm. So, so some of the properties that we had initially bought with the intention of selling to homeowners, now we are moving them to uh, a turnkey investment towards rental property and then sending to other investors if they, you know, if there's no, uh, if the investor doesn't want to buy, then keep it for my portfolio. So, got it. Yeah. So, you got a plan B in place and uh, you've adjusted it so you make sure that you have that moving forward. It's, yeah, luckily, we didn't have too many projects that we were sitting on that would be like higher end flips that could only be good for homeowners. We had several that we could just sell to investors instead of homeowners. So, that, that's worked out okay for us. Nice. All right. So moving forward, do you see, uh, do you see just business as usual or are you making some adjustments in, in the, for the shifting market? Well, we are making some adjustments. We're being a little bit conservative with our buying. You know, we're not being as aggressive as we were, let's say, back in February or early March. We're just being a little bit cautious with our buying price and you know, maybe taking off additional 5 to 10% depending on the market of the ARV just to have that in extra buffer and then uh, if the property is over, let's say in our market, over uh, ARV of 200000 then we're not really going after it unless the numbers are very, very good. So mm-hmm. we can shift it out, uh, focus towards sub-200,000. I, I think 
I, I personally think the market will slow down a little bit before it picks up again. So mm-hmm. we're preparing for that, sitting on some cash as the market shifts and there's some good opportunity if we can pick up maybe some good more rental properties. Mm-hmm. I, I kind of, I concur, but there's just so much uncertainty. How could we possibly know? Exactly. Yep. Yeah. yeah. It's too early to know how this whole thing is going to unfold. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So 600 deals in the last 10 years. Uh, what has been your primary source of your deals? How have you found your deals? Uh, I would say I bought my first property back in August 2010. So I would say until 2014, 15, it was pretty much everything MLS, few properties here and there from wholesalers. And then the, the focus started shifting more towards our own marketing. Mm-hmm. And it's been majority from direct mail, I would say in terms of um, volume, we would get we get most of our deals from direct mail in terms of ROI. PPC is the highest ROI for us. Mm-hmm. So, it's still direct mail today, still working for you really well. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Got it. Are you sending letters? Or are you sending postcards? Uh, we do a mix of letters and postcards. Mix. Got it. Yeah, Has that us. messaging changed for you as far as what you send out over the years? Um, not really. We, we're not sending any like COVID-19 specific letters. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, we're just sending generic letters. I mean, for us, the biggest key has been to be consistent with our marketing. Uh, I mean, I, we own a direct mail company also. Uh, and I've, I've noticed personally for myself and other investors who are successful, it's not so much like the best design, the best wording. It's the consistency of being mm-hmm. a motivated seller month in, month out. Right. So it's the consistency. And then, and what does what your volume look like? Uh, in terms of mailing or deals that we do? Uh, the, the amount of mailing, the marketing that you're doing. Uh, we do about twenty to 25,000 mailers a month. On okay. Yeah. Got it. That's, that's, that's good. No, I can see that just the consistency and in the, in the, with that type of volume. Yeah, you don't have to be that sneaky or tricky or, or clever on the, uh, on the messaging. Yeah. It's been my experience as well. So you own a, a direct mail company. How, how has that business changed for you in the last eight months? Because someone that has a direct mail company kind of has their pulse on the, or their finger on the pulse of other investors. Yeah, I mean, it's part of, it's part of our software company. Our direct mail is a piece of it uh, that we offer. I would say it's, it's slowed down. I mean, it's slowed down, um, you know, end of March to like beginning, I mean, mid-April to like, you know, a little bit end of April. It's trying to pick up now again. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, people are realizing the market hasn't shifted as much as they, you know, thought it would. So we're seeing an uptake of investors coming back to direct mail. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, as, as like people have tried texting, cold calling, there's voicemail as, you know, those are kind of, you know, new shiny object and as they start to fade, fade out and people come back to direct mail, which I, I personally think is the most consistent, you know, for long-term lead generation. Mm-hmm. Right. So yeah, I mean, yeah, we've seen people come back to, uh, it's the direct mail site has picked up again. It was slow in end of March to April. Mm-hmm. So you've got one acquisition guy on the ground in, in your market. Yeah. Uh, how does your communication with, is it him or her that goes back and forth? Uh, we we have a daily call at ten o'clock every day just to kind of catch up on what's going on and not. And if she goes out with an appointment, then we'll talk about you know how did the appointment go, how much the offers are right, and like we're negotiating on a package of seven properties. Mm-hmm. Uh, just kind of going back and forth on like you know we know like two properties that are kind of the the price gem out of the seven. 
Uh, so we're kind of negotiating on that and we'll make sure these work out and those other five would be bonus. So yeah, I mean, we have one call on a daily basis and after that we'll do like a call or two a day depending on, you know, what, um, what she's negotiating on. Got it. Has she commented on how her conversations have changed with homeowners? Uh, I mean, for some, some investors, are, I mean, some sellers are not as comfortable having people come uh, in their houses. So we've shifted to where we'll say, hey, take a picture, make a video and send it to us, you know, and then we can make an offer on that. What we've noticed a lot lately is people are saying, hey, I just want to wait and see how this thing is going to unfold. Right. Because when you look at it, like people don't have any motivation. I mean, they don't have any sense of urgency. They're not getting foreclosed on. They're not getting evicted. You know, even like they don't have to pay the utilities. I mean, the utilities aren't getting shut off of it. Like they don't have any, like, I mean, they're bills that they have to pay, but they're not under a gun to pay, you know, because otherwise they're going to get foreclosed on or evicted on. So I, I think like that's what a lot of people are saying, hey, I'm just going to wait and see how this thing is going to unfold. So that's been the biggest thing we've noticed where people are just, again, you know, like you mentioned earlier, like it's uncertain time. Nobody mm -hmm. knows what's kind of going on. So people are taking wait and watch approach right now. Mm -hmm. Has that coincided like with your response rate from direct mail? Is it kind of slowed down a little bit? It, it has. Uh, it has slowed down. You know, people, I mean, people are calling people who are motivated are still calling, but, but we're getting a lot more people saying, Hey, I'm just going to have your letter. I have your postcard. I'm just going to wait and see, you know, uh, give me like a month or two and, and I'm going to see how this thing unfolds and I'm going to get back even on our follow up and we're, you know, sending text or calling them back, you know, on our follow-up, same thing that, hey, I'm just going to wait and um, get back to you when I'm ready to sell, which mm -hmm. we really have a lot of. So last like, few weeks, it's been majority of the sellers have just basically saying, I'm going to wait and watch. Right, right. Well, thanks for sharing the, the behind the scenes there. I've been kind of taking the, the temperature of, of our guests this month based on the current market conditions and you know, there, there's some nuances from market to market, but the consensus is generally the same. So yeah. you answered the questions correctly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, super. So I mean, I'm just, I was, it was starting to come to me as I was talking to you, very similar to, to one of my clients' stories, how he went out and he created, he left his corporate job of 10 years and uh, he became a real estate investor, became a client of mine, did a, got like 80 something rental units. He did like 300 deals in his first 18 months and he kept 80 of them for himself for the passive income and went out and started a uh, software business because he saw a void in the market for real estate software. And you, you kind of remind me of him. So I, I can imagine you're, you're very thorough. You're very detail oriented. You're very diligent. And I'm looking at your website right now. And so you started a software company. What void did you see in the software space? Because there's so many to choose from. What void did you see and what problem did you see that you could solve differently? The, the biggest need was, like, for example, like, you know, in our business, so, so the, the software company started when I was living in Chicago in 2015 and I moved to Carlsbad, California. Um, but I kept, you know, I still had my real estate investing business. So when I moved, you know, we were doing a lot of marketing. We were buying properties, fixing and flipping them. And then we also had rental properties. So, and there was no solution where investors could kind of run their entire business from one platform. You know, they, they would have to, you know, for their lease, they would have to go to a CRM. For their project management, they would have to go to a different software. For their property management, they would have to go to another software. 
And then if they wanted to order direct mail, they would have to go someplace else. And then if they wanted to actually get their financials, they would have to go to QuickBooks or other accounting software. And then none of these actually spoke with each other. You know, they were all you know, independent software. So the, the idea came where, you know, I needed a solution for myself. And so I thought, okay, let's create something where my entire business could be run from one platform, where my lead manager, my acquisition manager, my project manager, my office manager, my bookkeeper, my marketing manager, everybody could be on the same platform. Um, and then we could get the best KPIs, the most advanced data possible in the business. So that was the need that, you know, we saw. And now that we have, you know, several uh, over close to 150 companies using it, you know, it's, it's good to get that uh, good to get that validation that yes, you know, it is a needed, it is a need. And then, we're kind of adding more and more services. So our goal is basically like 90% of the business that an investor wants to do, they should be able to do just from our platform, from marketing all the way to financial, you know, reporting, accounting, taxes, and everything in between. So that's that's our vision. Got it. Yeah, I'm looking at it. Look, like it's it, it's data heavy. How is the, uh, you being able to interpret your data and having access to your data to this capacity? How has that impacted your business? Oh, it's made a huge difference. Uh, I mean, just like knowing simple things like what's our cost per lead, what's our cost per lead by every single campaign that we're running in our business, especially for direct mail, which can get super expensive. It's, mm-hmm. it's made a difference. You know, some of the things that if I didn't have the data, I would have guessed that, you know, probably this marketing is not working. For example, like we picked up, uh, you know, a bunch of deals this year uh, from our homeowners with high equity. You know, so that's been like one of our good list this, you know, this year, which I would have never guessed, you know, because it's one of the most heavily targeted lists. But now that we have that data, you know, it, it that makes a big difference. Just like helping us make better decisions on uh, kind of, you know, how our marketing is working, even like on the flip side of it, when we're flipping properties, for us to know like what from the time we buy a property, how long does it take, you know, when we started, how long does our rehab take? How long is our property listed? You know, just knowing all those uh, data points has made a difference, you know, just making us more efficient or at least being more aware. We're not as efficient as I would like us to be, but at least we're making progress. Like every day we look at the data and we know kind of where the inefficiencies are. Like from the flipping side of it, it was a huge inefficiency where we were making profit, but we weren't turning properties around as quickly as we could. And then we notice our from the time we bought the property to the time we actually started the rehab was taking way too long. So we had more contractors with you know a few other things, and our properties are turning it on faster than they were previously. Mm-hmm. Got it. Yeah, no, I can see how that could be really useful. That's uh, you know, anytime you want to take your your business, I mean, it's, it doesn't take a, an extraordinary. It takes work. Let me let me rephrase that. It takes work to get to. Uh, uh, anyone is a one man person. It's it's reasonable if you put in the work and you got the right information that you're operating with and a little guidance. Anyone can get to a, a seven figure business, but once you want to go and, and migrate above that, um, right. the data is really really important, right? Exactly. Yeah, one hundred percent. I mean, it's it's amazing how a couple of masterminds where some investors that are doing over seven figures in volume and they don't they don't have they don't know this data. What's their cost per lead? What's their cost per lead? You know. What's the ROI on every dollar that they spend in marketing? How much money is coming back into their business? It's, I mean, I, I feel like that's where you start getting a little bit of edge over your competitors, like knowing your data points mm-hmm. and knowing where the inefficiencies are in your business. 
yeah, it turns in eventually turns into a business of of systems and and optimization and yeah. and uh, you can't have systems and and optimize if you don't know your numbers. That's good. That's a uh, that's why I see the, the the big difference is where else do you stand out? Uh, I mean, it's all like the big thing is it's all integrated. Like from like a lot of investors that are using our platform, they don't need Conrail, for example. You mm-hmm. know, I mean, it's it's built in CRM. We're rolling out uh, like list stacking, electronic signature. You know, they don't need a project management tool. They don't need a bookkeeping tool. So it's like everything they come in and everything is there for them to just run their business. And then how everything is integrated in our system from like, you know, how like our accounting system speaks with our CRM with our project management. Uh, and then you log in, like you don't, you don't need really to do your wholesaling business. You don't need any, anything else. Like you have call real built in. You, um, you don't need call real. It's just the calling functionality is built in. It's like mm-hmm. full CRM, your drip campaigns, we're rolling out list stacking, electronic signature. So that's all built in. You just like log in and then we want you to focus on the business and not, you know, so much fix it, working on Podio. We want you to work on deals, not right. Podio. Yeah, I left, uh, <laughs> I left Podio about three years ago for the exact same reason. It was just like, I became more of an IT person than I was a real estate investor. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's what our tagline is, like, work on deals, not on Podio, you know? Right. So, yeah, I mean, the majority of the investors are using our platform are coming from Podio. Uh, and then with the ease of it, they like the fact that they they don't have to have you know they don't need to hire a developer. Like, everything is just ready for them. That's awesome. That's awesome. Is it uh you know can you just pull it right out the box and plug it in? Exactly. Yep. Sweet. We haven't even said the name. Re simply. Re simply. Yep. Re If you want to check it out, who is your ideal customer? Ideal client? Uh, right now it would be. Uh, People who are doing marketing or wholesalers, uh, and people who are doing fix and flip. We are working on uh, property management, uh, so eventually it'll be like your wholesalers, fix and flippers, and uh, landlords. But right now, it's for wholesalers and people who are doing fix and flips. Mm-hmm. What do you see? Are, are the uh, we're moving into this shifting market, and how much it's going to shift is debatable, and maybe it doesn't shift that much at all. We don't even feel it. What do you see are the, the, the big risks moving forward? Uh, I see big risk would be where people are being too aggressive with buying like higher end properties. That's that's the market I see slowing down a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe we were in like a super strong economy before all of this came to, you know, a screeching halt. Mm-hmm. So we were in a pretty hot uh, economy and then, I mean, there is still a good demand for housing, but it's going to be a little bit more affordable housing where, you know, like in our market, people who were going to buy $300,000 house might buy for like two twenty five to two hundred fifty, because like the lending is changing, for example. You know, I mean, lenders are being a little bit more strict with their uh, with their loans and stuff. So that's, that's where at least like for us, we're shifting our focus where we're not focusing on like higher end in our market, which would be over two fifty three hundred thousand. So we're shying away from that and focusing more like ideally below two hundred thousand dollars. Maybe that's more affordable housing for us in our market. So that's kind of where we're seeing like my my acquisition manager, she's a licensed agent also. So she's noticing more activity in under two hundred thousand dollar pricing and the properties that are priced over two hundred, especially over two fifty there they're sitting on the market and not getting a lot of action. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
well, I'm looking for something that we disagree on so we could make an interesting conversation. <laughs> but uh, I think we're cut from the same cloth. But I think I, I see it just as you do. What's in the future right now for you, Sharad, that has you most excited? Uh, my wife and I are expecting our second child in July, so that's we're excited oh, about. Oh, congrats. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. So, yeah, that's super exciting. And we found a live-in nanny. So she's going to be moving in this weekend. So that's exciting, you know. Well, we have a three-year-old, so it's kind of uh, hard for my pregnant wife to watch our three-year-old. So we have mm-hmm. a nanny moving in. Uh, but on, on the business side, man, I'm excited about I'm excited about the team that I'm working with. I'm excited about the stuff that we're rolling out on our software side. Super pumped about that. And then on the our real estate fix and flip, you know, adding more properties to my rental portfolio. I mean, I'm like I, I own everything, uh, or I shouldn't say everything. Like ninety to ninety-five percent of my portfolio is free and clear. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking forward to add a few more properties to my portfolio. You know, as market shifts, which I think it will. So pick mm-hmm. up a few more properties that I can add to my portfolio free and clear, and then you know keep focusing on the, the software side of the business to add more systems and processes. That's awesome. If yeah. someone wanted to get in touch with you, what would be the best way for them to do that? Uh, I mean, they can they can find me on Facebook or they can go to arisimply.com and you know we have our phone number, email, everything there, and you know we're pretty responsive. Perfect, perfect. So that's R E Simply S I M P L I. Yep. .com. Uh, good-looking website. It looks like you got all the bases covered. So if you're looking for a, a new management tool, a new CRM, a new marketing platform and communication platform and, and data platform, which is I think is where the, his uh, really stands out, go check him out at resimply.com. And if you got any questions, reach out. As you can see, he's very approachable, very nice guy. And if you could see him on video, he's a very handsome guy too. <laughs> I know we all got the quarantine look going on right now. Yeah, so. this is yeah. And, and I'm doing so many Zoom calls, so this is this is uh, it's going to be always there forever. Yeah, the big joke is uh, everyone's doing all these Zoom calls and no one has any pants on. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I am wearing pants today for for the record. But Sharad, thank you very much. Let's stay in touch and let's do it again. Thank you, Matt. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it, man. You bet. My pleasure. If you found this episode valuable, there's a good chance you know someone else who would too. And then when their name comes to mind, feel free to share it with them and ask them to click the subscribe button when they get here. I'll take great care of them. All righty. That's it for today. God loves you. So do I. Peace, health, blessings, and success to you. I'm Matt Terrio. Yeah, yeah, we got the cash flow. Yeah, yeah, we got the cash flow. Yeah, yeah, we got the cash flow. You didn't know, homeboy, we got the cash flow. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.